Welcome back to The Lion's Den as we continue this delicious conversation about the issues real men and real women want to talk about. So come with me. Let's go back inside. If you are just joining us inside of The Lion's Den, we're having a conversation about raising women. Does strong really mean single? And Kevin one of the men inside of the den had just presented a really great question that Jay was starting to peel back. So Kevin, bring our, bring our audience back into the conversation. Yeah. So we're having this discussion on how to raise a, a, a woman, particularly a strong woman. Mm -hmm. And, and I was asking your daughter what, what, what (laughs) she saw in you, Mm -hmm. because she said on the other side of the break, she considers herself to be a strong black woman. Right, Jay? Yeah, I know. But your answer was based on first how you love Mm -hmm. as opposed to just, you know, having a standard and being independent. So so I want to carry that a little bit further, right? So you talked about on the other side of the break what you saw in your mother Mm -hmm. in terms of how she was strong. Right. Can you talk about what you saw in your dad also that and how he loved your mother? Oh, absolutely. That also gave you an image of of how a man is to love you. Yes. Um, my dad, where, oh gosh, it's annoying actually. Um, he was so affectionate. He's always so affectionate. He was so patient with her. Cause sometimes she would be fussing about something. I'm like, gosh, mom, like, can you let up? And he's like, okay, baby, I got you like that. That's it. I'm like, wow, you're a better man than me. <laughs> You're not a well, man. Well, I hope he's no, a better man than you. you. Yeah. That's confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Hug, let's get that straight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he ought to be a better man than you. I mean, if, if I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> he was just so, he was so, he was always so kind to mom. And he was, he also set the example for us because of how he loved on us. Like right. I know a lot of girls mm-hmm. and women my age that have never heard their dad say, I love you. Right. Never heard their dad say you're beautiful. My dad hyped me. Okay. <laughs> they lost. I'm telling you, they lost the cap when they were pouring in confidence in my mix <laughs> when they were making me because I, you can't tell me anything. Right. So, but he was, he was always, he was always a protector. I distinctly remember, and I'm not going to get into detail, going to Richmond one time with the family and these guys. And this is when I was like, I was probably, what, I was like 13? Somewhere around there, these, yeah. These Early teens. 20-somethings were tr- knocking on the window trying to get me to come outside mm-hmm. to talk to me. At a little pizza joint. I have never seen my dad so angry. <laughs> But look, they got the message. Do we have names? <laughs> we can go back. We can go back. We're gonna find. But um, he was prepared he was, to go outside. Yeah, oh what? He did not care and there were a couple of were. them, and he didn't he care. Did he was care. by himself, and he was like, "Look, <laughs> but, not but my see, baby." You see, Jay, and this is the point I want to. I want the listening audience to understand. So, your dad, who is the head of household, mm-hmm. gave you an example. Yes. And and this is the legacy that we need to be looking at when when it talks about our communities and our families. Because most of the time, we, we spend so much emphasis on money. Mm-hmm. But the greatest legacy is an example. Yes. Amen. It's an example of mm-hmm. how it should be done. And you knew early on what to look for. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you married young, and but you're okay with that, right? Yeah. And and can you talk about that piece of of how now, even though you were taught to be strong Mm -hmm. and to take care of yourself and that you didn't necessarily need anyone to do it, but yet there was still a balance of having 
right. a, a partner. So what's interesting about that is I don't remember talking a lot about getting married when I was younger. Mm-mm. It wasn't a goal for me. Right. Um, actually, I think I wanted some god awful like go into the military be a, a sniper type like that's <laughs> yeah. what i wanted to do yep. um and it wasn't until meeting my husband that that even remotely changed for me um then i started thinking about wow like a family like my <laughs> my parents do this thing maybe maybe that's something that that i would like to do but um i wasn't quick to settle down i wasn't really interested in chasing i loved being chased i loved playing with emotions um but i get that from her too um but she she totally emphasized the point that like you can be soft for the right person um and you can submit because i have a very as we all know i have a very dominant personality so when it came to relationships you got one good heated discussion out of me and then i'm out like i i'm not why do I why do I need to to sit here and go back and forth to stress over anything that you do when I know exactly what I bring to the table? So yeah, that's I'm your out. mother right there. I can tell. I'm like, what, what, compromise for what? Day. So it wasn't until him he was strong enough to. Well, really, I frankly it wasn't really an option. Mom can attest to the fact that he was not letting up. Okay. Oh my god. He was not let from the. We started dating in like 2010. Okay, so three weeks in, he tells my parents that he's going to marry me. Wow. And we all thought he was crazy. Confidence. I was like, get out of here, little we boy. We all thought he was crazy. <laughs> what? Get out um, of here. What you know about marriage? And like there five. was, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and there were a series of, you know, tests. You know, I got not bored, but like busy, you know, and, and then I was very much an academic. So I wasn't going to be distracted by a guy and let that lessen my chances yeah right right, because that was not what our household did so you because you can't provide for yourself with with a d (laughs) you can't do that you can't do that a c is failing so a d you are out of there okay i I won't see sunlight okay in high school what so very i was very much an academic it was very interesting because (sighs) he was an athlete Mm. and and he was captain of the football team and mm-hmm. did the wrestling team and the baseball team and, and rugby and rugby team. And he, then he went to New Zealand to play rugby my senior year. Wow. And but we stayed together. And had the audacity together. to ask if she could come We don't have to him. get into that. <laughs> Before that marriage. Her. That, that bothers her. She, this is like what? the third time. Yeah. Like, to being you're taking my baby. You're going to take my baby. I wanted to go. Oh, I wanted, to go. I wanted to go. 24 hours I wanted to go. That was the only time that mom and I were really like by the time I got there, something went wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, why do you go to death? What? I'm, I am. I am she has always done that. Oh my God, she's I'm always done that. I really think about things in terms of mortality and okay. safety, and I've always oriented that when way. She so used, I always think, how quickly can I get to you? Did I teach you how to defend you? All of that. When she used that. to talk about so like we we're going into high school, knowing that we would be around because Hampton. It was kind of like an inner city school. Um, knowing we would be around <laughs> smoking weed and doing whatever. She was like, you don't smoke weed because you're going to end up a crackhead. Like, it, was, it was so hot and cold. Extremes. There was no in between. Okay. We didn't go to parties. We did. Yeah. I, we went to one. I went yeah. to one party my entire high school career. We like, don't do that sleeping one business. House par- oh, yeah. She we was like, we raised wives, not girlfriends. No nookie, no cookie, no crack, no fiddling, no, no fondling, no fooling around. around. 
Wait, did she say no crack? Yeah, that's. I said I, that used to be. I used to tell them all the time when they left the house. Literally, that little rhyme that she said. Yes, no, no nookie, nookie, no cookie, no, cookie, no, no crack, crack, no fiddling, no fondling, no, no fooling around. Because <laughs> there were boys. Boys would come up to our door all yep. the time trying to get. Because we were tomboys. Yeah. So we wanted to 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 hang out and run around the neighborhood and or whatever. We were talking about crack. I was like, I don't want to see any of your behind out. Oh, okay. I don't want to see. Yeah, any not cleavage. like not drugs. I don't like, want to see. Yeah, bro. We talking about all body parts need to be appropriately covered. So back in the day, we would pass this house. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, we, just we, keep we, hey, hey, hey Huck, we, we not staying here. Nah, no, no, but people will always. <laughs> I don't we know, always have boys know. in our driveway. So, always. They knew. They knew uh, wife material when they saw when you, it too. But see, that's another. That's another uh, side of the coin too. Uh, I don't know. I probably would have came to the house because it was more of a challenge. Mm. You know, seeing that you know that's why I'm married the, now. The mother yeah. saying she can't do this. Why can't she do this? Let's see if we can work this thing out. <laughs> yeah, but see, but see, you you doing it for the challenge of seeing if I could if I could get her. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm, and I'm, it ain't I'm, long term. It's just a challenge of can I break it down? Right, okay, so Kevin, listen, where you about to go is we had another conversation. <laughs> you about to mess me up, so I'm gonna ask yeah, another question. And get yeah. all that. <laughs> so Jay, like, so Jay, you said Ooh. earlier um, talking about you never saw your parents argue. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question. Do you think that could have damaged you because not seeing an argument? Do you know how to appropriately have that kind of disagreement without being disagreeable that's a great question. that's a really good question yeah um, i was reading last night don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> actually i think that it benefited me because i watched them communicate because it wasn't that they didn't disagree on things but okay. they had a fundamental way of working through those disagreements you can we can agree to disagree or we can meet in a middle ground where we figure out let me understand your perspective let you understand my perspective so to this day my husband and i do not argue so we Y'all disagree. We but, disagree, okay. but we don't argue. Cool. So there's a way that you communicate. What I learned in watching them is there's a way that you communicate with the people that you love. Mm-hmm. All of the people in my circle, family and close friend included, um, know that if you have an issue with me, just tell me what the problem is. And I'm going to work it out with you. Don't don't approach me cursing, fussing, yelling. Let's just right. Let's just talk because I'm a confrontational person. I get that from her. So where my relationship is concerned, I'm very comfortable having a conversation about, okay, what's not working or what is it that, that you don't like about what I did, or this is what I don't like about what you did. And I would appreciate if we could come to an understanding about how to further proceed. Now, can he really tell you if it's something that he really doesn't care for that you do? Oh, absolutely. And he has. He's 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 confrontational. Mm-hmm. So he is not a man of so many. So both of y'all confrontational. Yes. <laughs> and what's what's funny is mom was always. Mix. So when you talk about like the Zodiac signs, I'm a Scorpio and he's an Aries. So like so we, both of y'all we clash. <laughs> absolutely. <Okay>. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So when you say you a Scorpio. Enough okay, don't, said. Don't, <laughs> don't slander the Scorpios. Don't slander the Scorpios. I'm just saying. I'm we don't Libra. have to do this right but, now. But, not a but watch that like, tail, though. I'm not going to slander tail. you because dad's a Libra, but <laughs> right. otherwise. We're great. Yeah. Dad That's is really mellow, though. He's really super. mellow until he's not. Until you cross the people but see, he loves. I, but see, I, I'm the same way. Like I have a long fuse, but I don't have a middle ground. So I either love you or I hate you. So like if I, when I get real, real mad, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to kill you. And yeah. you, how does this happen? 
Yeah. So I, Which is I, how you got the nickname hot. Yeah. Hey, yeah. We go from zero to a thousand. But see, I'm a Scorpio that was raised by a Gemini. So I got like seven different different personalities <laughs> and a Libra. So like I can cut you off and I'll be perfectly good. I'm going to sleep fine. Um, but I love very much like i'm very compassionate but you have to be in the circle for me to be compassionate because you're compassionate i am very compassionate like the fact that i go back and forth with you and banter like that's love that's a love language (laughs) and then she said that's how she's strong because she loves people through their mistakes right that was was the earlier part that That was the last segment basically i make a lot of mistakes she loves right she's loving you in spite of you that's what she's saying right now she, Huck, she got you down, you. man. That, that's why I keep my hat over my head. <laughs> <laughs> but can I raise a point here? Sure. This is the point I want to raise. So, Jay, it's clear that you have been raised to do both. To be strong, but to also connect with your partner. Yes, because I wouldn't submit to anybody but my husband. Now, I'm of the belief that in raising daughters, we tend to pick a side. Mm. Yeah, you can't do that. Right? Either it's this knight in shining armor, and Alvin, you know this back in the day, this is how yeah. it was taught, right? Because it was limited financial opportunities for women, right? Right. So it had to be, you need to get yourself ready, to, you know, because your knight in shining armor is going to come and it's going to marry you, sweep you off your feet, take care of you, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, in the black community, we know that's right, over. Right, right. That, that's, that, that ain't that's no That's not dream. part of our fairy tale. That's a nightmare. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but now, is it all the way to the other side where we say not only is there no knight in shining armor, mm-hmm. but be prepared to spend the rest of your life, if oh, necessary, wow. by yourself, mm-hmm. and that you don't need anybody. And I think, Jay, you are the perfect blend of the fact that it doesn't have to be either or. Mm-hmm. It can be, I can do both. And and so, Alvin, I want to ask you that, you know, as you, as you deal with relationships and you see parenting in our community, am I right on that? Do you think that people tend to overdo one way or the other is there not enough of you can do both i think it's the nature of our society to overcorrect you know like when we don't like one thing or we're not sure how we feel about one thing we do exactly the opposite it's like 44 to 45 like when you look at what just happened in our nation that is the ultimate overcorrection okay so we we do that for some reason as as a people it's very much how we orient to lots lots of things so i think that coming off of the being the damsel in distress and then you've got to go from being the damsel in distress to being the assassin that there's nothing in between in our communities a lot of time and the and the healthiest things very often for us regardless of what it is that we're talking about really exist not inside of the black and whites but inside of the grays Mm -hmm. you know like that you can be strong and soft you can be beautiful and brilliant because we also have this orientation that you know if she's gorgeous if it's a gorgeous girl she doesn't have to be intelligent i'm like which is totally and completely asinine like beauty fades intelligence does not does not so it is in your best interest in your best investment to work on your intellectual capabilities because that has no timeline associated with that and if you're beautiful also wonderful but for women who try to and there are moms who do this who try to train their girls to trade on their looks 
is the worst possible decision that yeah. you can make. The yes. worst possible decision. Because you attract stupid too. I mean, f- facts. Because quite frankly, any quality man does not just want an empty shell of a woman. Right. Not if he's quality. Now, if he's about, you know, property and you know possessions then you work fine as a barbie doll Mm -hmm. that's perfectly fine you could be chocolate barbie all day long if that's what you want to be right you know like but if he is about anything long term he's thinking about companionship so i want to love looking at you but i want to love listening to you too i want both of those things in the same place and when i see you i'm looking at the mother of my children Mm -hmm. and i don't just want pretty kids i want capable kids i want smart kids i want talented kids i want kids who can pursue their dreams and achieve their dreams. I want the best. So he, that man is looking for a total package Mm -hmm. and it's no different than the fact that, you know, if we take this out of outside of blackness, so to speak, most people were shocked who George Clooney chose because his, because her, the way that she orients to the world is very cerebral. Mm -hmm. And I think she's a beautiful woman. And lots of other people think she's a beautiful woman, but she is not your traditional supermodel looking woman. So everybody expected him to, when he finally, the ultimate bachelor, when he finally settled down, he would pick this super, this supermodel looking woman. And he picked a woman who really represented the the best of both things Mm -hmm. together as an ambassador, an intellect, a, 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 a thoughtful, innovative, creative individual, because that's what partnership looks, looks for. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for happiness for one night. I'm looking for happiness for a lifetime. So I think that we make mistakes in our extremes, either be beautiful or be brilliant, either be totally independent or be totally dependent, either be tough or be a marshmallow. Like, when the truth is that we're multididactic individuals, mm-hmm. we're fully capable with the right partner of being able to be many different things. I mean, daddy to you, my husband to the rest of you all is a incredibly strong man. Mm-hmm. And for most, most things don't matter to him at all. Mm-hmm. Like he is not easily bothered. He is not easily put off by anything. Most things don't matter to him at all. So you can have somebody who is so um, nonchalant about most things. And then if, if you cross his family what? or people that he loves, he becomes a whole different human being and he can be so soft for me and be so strong in other places Mm -hmm. that those things can coexist and we are not one dimensional but we are we're making the mistake sometimes of raising our women our children even our boys for that matter one dimensionally right so let me ask you this so jay said something for a millennial was was completely amazing. She just said her last comment, I have no problem submitting to my own. Yes, husband. that word submit. Right? Like- and that submit thing <laughs> even even as I teach it sometimes, it I see women just cringe, right? Yeah. Yep. Um and so how did you do it, Alvin? How how did you do it where you are teaching strength and and yet when the time is right? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think submission is properly taught. I think, you know, again, that's that's the overcorrection, right? You don't right. need to s- submit to nobody. Right. Just just mm-hmm. do you. Right. How how did you do that with, with Jay so that she could be strong and yet submissive and that submissive isn't a dirty word? No, it isn't. By and example. Really, I, what you say? I said by example. By example. <laughs> Truly. I mean, like, really, submission to me is a warrior putting down its sword. Right. So... 
my job was to raise my girl to be able to be a warrior. And with each of my children, it's an individual thing. So I say my girl, even though I have two girls, but we're talking about one of them in particular, to be a warrior, that you can fight, you can handle it, you can cover it yourself. Right. But no different than a knight is soft for his queen, soft for his maiden, soft for that he is not in soldier mode when he's with her is how I felt it should be the same way where my daughters are Mm -hmm. concerned. That you can be a soldier out there, but it's okay to put your sword down when you come home, especially when you choose the right kind of man. You don't need to still be a warrior at home. And I... As you guys all know, like I've run companies for years and, you know, I, I exist in a very male dominated world and, and, and I have very masculine elements of my personality. I'm very much, I used to tease all the time. I'm like a boy on the inside. inside. So, I mean, like, so everything about my personality short of what I look like, because I still love heels and do all the pretty things, but everything about my personality tends to be very masculine. But when I'm with my husband, like my, I, I put my sword down. Like I don't have to do that with him because I chose the kind of man that I can lay my sword down with. And I think that that's one of the mistakes that sometimes happen is if you choose the wrong kinds of partners, if you choose for the wrong kinds of reasons, you can't trust who you chose. So you got to keep your sword swinging still when you get in your house. And if you choose differently, you won't have to have your sword still swinging when you get inside of your house because you purposely chose a partner that you didn't have to do that with. So I wanted them to see me be soft with their dad to see that. And I don't, you know, always play into totally traditional roles. Um, but in their early years, and I will admit, I don't cook very much now just because I don't have the time. <laughs> like, but in their earlier years, I used to cook every single night. I, we've made, my husband's an incredible cook, so he cooks more now. I, as Jay said earlier, I have OCD, so the house is spotless, but I can't, Always. I can't cook and keep the house spotless at the same time and still run a company and still be all over the place. So one of those things had to go. So cooking was the thing that went in all honesty, because I work in the evenings sometimes. Right, but she taught us how to cook. So like, as yes, we got older, everybody we can had cook. a night, at least one night of the week. And mm-hmm. I mean, there were three of us. So it, well, two of us that were cooking because <laughs> um, my little brother he's still learning but that's neither here nor there so so jay so was submission to you growing up was it caught as in you observed it and or was it actually taught where you heard the term this is how you submit to your husband when you get one it was caught she'd never said it um, and it's interesting because now think about it. I'm like, wow, that's really uh, that is interesting. She never said, you know, you have to sub- you have to submit to your man. Right. Um, as a matter of fact, she very much encouraged me to continue to be the dominant woman that I was or that I was coming into as I was growing up. And she's like, you'll basically, you know, when when you know. You know, if you have that feeling and that man treats you the way that he's supposed to be treating you, you know that it's okay to be soft. And he was the only person that I brought in the house that I was even remotely affectionate with. Like, I was not an affectionate kid growing Mm -mm. up. I don't like, in terms of male affection, (laughs) I did not like, don't Mm -mm. touch me. Right. I was the sibling out of the three of us that 
was faster to hit someone than I was to hug someone. <laughs> <laughs> why, so, that's why you so mean now. <laughs> it, it truly, it she truly was known is. as the mean one too. Yes, they would say they would call us when we ran track. They called us the twins, mm-hmm. um, and they were like, you know, G's the sweet one, Jay's the mean one. Yep, because Jay, that's if you touch Jay, she's gonna hit you. That's, yep. that's pretty much what we do today. <laughs> yeah, some things ain't changed. Some stuff, huh? some stuff hasn't changed. True to true to form. Mm-hmm. So, so I know this is another show we're gonna do sometime later, but yep. but this is what guys. I know we only got a little bit of time left. So, so a, a lot of guys, to your point, struggle in relationships, Alvin, because they don't feel like the wife puts the sword down. It's true. That is constant. It's true. I battling. hear it. I hear it constantly you know, from men. I ask you to do something. I get pushback on on everything, everything. Mm-hmm. and then the relationship becomes more or less a power struggle, mm-hmm. right? So even, even if, with raising the kids, mm-hmm. and even if somebody's good, right. I'm still battling with that sword. So, you know, how in the time that we have left, can can you help wives and mothers to, to see that side of it when it comes to dealing with their man? Well, I mean, there's no perfect answer to it because I can't. You know, so, it's just, so if that's if that's the reality, it is the reality. But I, what I will also say is men often men, good men often rise to the expectation in that if you make room for them and you've got to be able, you have to know that they're going to make mistakes, but if you're going to, if you make room for them and you encourage them when they do a good job, when it works out well, that you give them the reinforcement. And a lot of times we end up raising, or I should say in a lot of ways we raise our partners too, particularly if our partners have not had a model that has been effective, you know, and some of, some men have had men around, but they haven't been a great model, you know? So if, you haven't had a healthy model it's it, it's really challenging so you may really love your woman and want to be amazing but there she may have to raise certain elements of you but you've got to choose good raw material you know so that you can mm-hmm. so that you can pour into that thing so that something can come out of it you can't pour into nothingness and expect to get something so the raw material matters but you got to make room and you've got to be okay with his mistakes. And I'm not trying to say that they're, you know, it's going to be easy, but he's learning also. And if we don't have the patience to be able to help him go through that process, he'll never step up to it. So I, I really think that a lot of it is in the foundation, but it's never too late to start creating an atmosphere for growth to happen. It's been a great show. I appreciate y'all letting me hang with y'all. You know, we needed in some, the den. We needed some boys in the den. We needed some boys in the den. But for all of you listeners, we love you guys and reach out to us on social media. We are looking forward to you guys joining us on our next show, Inside the Lines. We hope you enjoyed today's show. You, the listeners, are always our inspiration. If you'd like to join the conversation or submit a show idea, we'd love to hear from you. You can connect with Albion at albionlions.com or on Instagram at albion.lions. Join us again next week. Same time, same station, same great conversation. We'll see you soon.